Hi, my name is Danielle Taylor and I'm a solicitor based in the family department at Paris Smith in Winchester. Today we'll be talking about the decree absolute and divorce proceedings. Divorce proceedings on their own are normally a four-stage process. It starts with a divorce petition, which is sent to the court by the petitioner. The second stage is an acknowledgement of service form. That's a form that's sent from the court to the respondent for them to reply. The third is decree nisi. The court reviews the documentation that's been submitted to it and decides whether or not you've met the grounds for a divorce. And the fourth is decree absolute. That's the final stage of the divorce proceedings. It brings an end to the marriage. It can't be applied for until a period of six weeks and one day has passed from the decree nisi. Dependent on the local divorce centre's workload, an undefended divorce with no delay from either party will usually take around four months. But this is just the divorce proceedings. Sometimes it's a good idea to move forward with the application for decree absolute. But sometimes there's a good reason for taking a pause for thought and thinking about the timing of the application. Some people are under the impression that decree absolute is the end, that it deals with the divorce proceedings and that no further action can be taken by either party. It's true that it ends the marriage. Decree absolute is the final stage of the divorce proceedings. However, it doesn't dispense with financial remedy applications or deal with finances. Some couples divorce on amicable terms and come to a financial agreement between themselves. They very often are under the impression that once decree absolute has been made, there's no need to do anything further because they've come to an agreement. However, an informal agreement between the parties, even when combined with decree absolute, will not prevent a financial remedy application from being made. In the case of Briars and Briars, it was even successful as the parties were found not to have reached a concluded agreement, despite the fact that they both implemented it. In the event that you do come to an agreement, the first thing you should do is seek advice from a lawyer. We can draft it into a formally binding document that can dismiss all financial remedy claims and ensure that neither party can make a claim against the other in the future. There is no statutory time limit or time bar to applications being made for financial remedy following divorce. It means that at any time after the divorce petition has been filed with the court, including after decree absolute, an application can be made by either party. If, however, there is a considerable delay between the divorce happening and a financial remedy application being made, then there might be some reduction in the provision made for the applicant as a result of the delay, or no provision at all. It really does depend on the individual circumstances. If a party remarries then that party is prevented from applying for a property adjustment order, periodical payments or capital lump sum provision. However, they are still able to apply for pension sharing orders. It's not unusual for the parties going through a divorce to agree that decree absolute will not be made until they have concluded all financial matters and a court order has been made. If the divorce proceedings are based on two-year separation or five-year separation, then the party who didn't apply for the divorce can apply to the court for their financial position to be considered before decree absolute is made. 
In the event that the proceedings are based on two years separation with consent, however, it might just be easier to withdraw consent until you've dealt with financial matters and then reinstate it if necessary. In some circumstances, obtaining a decree absolute before financial matters have been fully resolved can have an impact on tax positions and on the ability to make claims against certain financial assets such as those that might be held offshore. Decree absolute will also impact on financial matters upon death. Once decree absolute has been made, for the purposes of a will, the other party to a marriage is treated as though they have died before that party. Effectively, they will not inherit under the will or the intestacy laws unless a contrary intention is evidenced in the will or perhaps a letter of wishes. As decree absolute ends the marriage, you are no longer spouses from that point onwards. That can be of particular importance in relation to pension benefits, insurance policies and death in service benefits. Once the decree absolute has been made and you are no longer spouses, upon your death the other party may not be entitled to receive any of those payouts. And in the event that financial remedy proceedings have not been resolved, this can cause a real detriment to the surviving party. Whilst there is the potential for parties in such a situation to make a claim under the Inheritance Provision for Family Independence Act 1975, these proceedings can be incredibly costly and can lead to additional uncertainty, distress and delay while still not providing you with the proper provision. In the event that you have dealt with financial matters and there's a pension sharing order to be made, there's often a delay of 28 days between a consent order being sealed and the application for decree absolute being made. This is because a pension sharing order can only take effect on the latter of the period from seven days after the expiry for appealing the order, which is 28 days, or decree absolute. If decree absolute is made prior to the period of 28 days expiring and the pension member dies, then the pension share will not be implemented and additionally the spouse will not be entitled to any spousal pension benefits. This can really affect people. That being said, any capital provision within a consent order or a final court order is not effective and cannot be enforced until decree absolute has been made. This means that there can be a real balancing act between the timing of financial provisions and the timing of the application for decree absolute. Other reasons to delay a decree absolute application might include religious reasons. Some people want to get a religious divorce or dissolve the marriage through religious means before starting divorce proceedings. And finally, a decree absolute extinguishes matrimonial home rights. Under the Family Law Act, spouses have the right to enter and occupy the matrimonial home where the property is held in the other spouse's sole name during the marriage. A matrimonial home right basically protects your ability to remain living in that home. Once the marriage has ceased, so does that right, and the timing of that can be key. The timing of an application for decree absolute can therefore vary based on a number of factors and it's important that you take proper legal advice on the timing of this. Even if doing your own online application for a divorce, I would advise that you speak to a lawyer, give them details of your specific circumstances and ask them about the timing of the application. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this podcast on the decree absolute and divorce proceedings. My name is Danielle Taylor and should you require any advice on this then please find the contact details on the Paris Smith website.